That Jay, is we gotta by re- far. We got to redo all those because it's got to say host of the year. Yeah. Alan, so well, I that mean, is by far the most annoying promo that I'm in. It's not a promo. That's a rejoin. That is by far the most annoying <laughs> rejoin that I'm in. I thought you don't like the shawarma one. That one has grown on me a little bit. The best bit. part about the shawarma one, it's literally a highlight from the first night of the show ever, I think, right? I think shawarma, no, shawarma 90210 was the first night of the show. Yeah, it was the first night. I You're need lo- more Murphy beds. That's all I, I right. more Murphy bedsley is all I That need. came a few months later. Yeah. Um, but that was, uh, I don't shut up in that thing. I'm trying to ask Travis a question. I'm not letting him answer. Yeah. It's a very, very annoying one. Okay, so question for you. So Travis walking the course tomorrow. At the U.S. Open. The US LACC, Open. Los Angeles Country Club, right there in Century City. You walked the course yesterday. Uh, Tommy and I did. Uh, Tommy, of course, the head of the Funny Games Department. Yep. Um, so the chances, because Travis like, I'm getting there at 7 a.m. I'm going to be there for the first, uh, when everybody tees off in the morning. I think they tee off at 7.30. He's like, I'm going to be there all day, and I want to walk the entire course because he's never... Never been there before. Nobody's ever been there before. Unless you're a member somehow. Or Unless you know you're a member. member somehow. Or you've got connections like John Ireland. Okay, with all that being said, how's Trav getting through the course? Now, I believe he's on a ticket, which means he's not a media credential. So you don't have the the media center to go and chill and rehydrate. Oh, that is a vital piece of information. For a man of Travis's build, like yeah. my build, yeah. the media center becomes your safe haven. You need it. You, you go in there it. for a cr- an uncrustable... Uh-huh. A water? Sure. And you get to use the restroom. You get to towel off. You get to kind of go, yep. hey, we got He'll put an Uncrustable in his back pocket. No, you got to eat those cold, baby. You can't go a hole or two with those. I well, think it'll be melted in Trav- your back pocket Trav- and ruining your day. When he was doing pre-half post-Laker stuff, he would stick one in his jacket pocket sure. to have it He's later. He's inside in that situation. It's regulated. You're walking around outside on a golf course. A little warmer. You never know, and especially gets- with the way that your legs are moving. Heat friction, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> by the way, yeah, he's got to wear pants. By the way, you can't wear shorts. Oh, it's one of those. So is he? Yeah. Is he basically rocking gear as if he's going to play golf? You have to. You have never seen in one area more quarter zips on people. Than oh playing dear, golf. Yeah, it is. No. So here's what I would say: Count it's amazing out. to be there. It's obviously a major, which I've been to a major once before, but being being a majors isn't a normal thing in my yeah, life. Yeah. Obviously, we go to Riv every year. Riv's crowd is a little bit more, I would say, like this radio studio. I get recognized a lot at Riv, not to pull the Clinton Yates, but a lot of listeners Happens go to day. Riv. Mm. Here, no, I said early on to like Tommy, like there's no chance anybody's recognizing us. Let's now. just say they're way outside of our weight class. Very in- corporate build. I did see the great Craig from Craig's, who I do know. So I said, hey, Craig, what's going on? And he just looked at me like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> That's humbling. That is humbling. So when you walked, you walked the course yourself. Yeah. Which would you, what, as far as most, and I'm not saying this to knock, I'm saying this because I know walking courses is hard. As far as biggest athletic outputs you've made in the last year of your life, where did it rank? Because I can imagine walking 18 at a course nobody's ever seen is pretty hot. I mean, it's not. I mean, I walk a lot. I mean, okay. I, I take the train, which means we're walking every day back and forth. So. Okay. But I, it was an effort. It was yeah. a good workout. How okay. about that? All right. Okay. All right. So anytime you can throw down 17,000 steps. Oh, okay. Oh, no. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a good gauge. That's a lot of That's a lot. Trav of wearing around. Vans or what's he wearing? I, I would not wear Vans. Mm-hmm. You'd go Spikes? I, so today I was going to possibly go this morning oh. and I wore golf shoes. Mm. Because yesterday I was in like Nikes. That aren't running shoes. They're just normal. I thought you were going to wear dress shoes. I thought you were going to wear exactly what you the wore. Cowboy the boots. Yeah. <laughs> the whole getup. But yeah, you, if you wear Vans, your feet, he's going to be in trouble tomorrow. And again, he's got to be in pants. Mm-hmm. Cannot wear shorts. And he doesn't stretch. He's not a stretcher. And so here's the other thing. Wait, are you not allowed to wear shorts? Not I just allowed. saw someone wearing shorts on screen right now. Is it a player? It's uh, someone in the crowd. Ah, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they know somebody. Maybe he'll somebody's, see through. Somebody's kid. You're also not allowed to stretch. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was out. a big thing yesterday that don't don't wear shorts. That was on all the ticketing and everything. Damn, man. Now, maybe that was more a media thing? Mm. Yeah, Perhaps. I see multiple people wearing shorts. Perhaps. Yeah, must okay. be media. Because I will say, yeah. there's no way you can get away with the major in California in June and not let people wear shorts. So maybe well, it was cloudy. It was just yeah, for our credit. Well. But here's the other thing. So you think it's cloudy, right? You put on a quarter zip and you go, okay, it's not going to be too bad. And about after walking half Hot a hole, as hell. I was going to say, you're like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> it's so humid. Where's the hydration station? No, oh, that's that's rough. So the thing is, is that people don't realize this: the media centers at golf courses are 
like you see these guys that cover golf. They're sitting in the media center, Slee. They're not out here. Yeah, I've never the been. Bu- they're I not out here beating the bushes. They're just looking at a bunch of screens. You walk it once, so you know what you're looking at. But it's and not like guys that, who cover golf are out there walking pace for pace with anybody on a bag. Not even close. And I ran in yesterday in the media center. It was like my moment. I saw Daniel Rappaport, of course, from Golf Digest, who was featured in full swing. Mm. It's like, hey, man, big fan. It's like, bro, <laughs> what's going on? Bring it in. I was like, oh. I guess because I had a credential. Oh, Matthew and he figured, Stafford. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, bro, full swing too. He's like, it's going to be outrageous, man. It's like, okay, man, have a good day. So the crowd is, you said, very. <laughs> it was like me with Woj. <laughs> it was the same thing. Rappaport's a little cooler than Woj, but yeah. You said the crowd is very corporate. Very does that corporate. mean people aren't getting after it, or does that just no. mean that you didn't fit in with those that were doing it their way? I can tell you this, mm. I and I said this to Tommy, I've never walked through a crowd and smelled more booze. Oh, Like damn. everyone's got beer breath, wow. everybody was feeling good. Now again, yesterday is practice day, where everyone's just kind of loose. Sure. Today may be different. No, probably won't be. No. There's you also to, a Roots Chris concession stand. I wasn't able to get close enough to send Travis a picture. A little fly-by prime rib. <laughs> I mean, you know, as you do for the table, you know, as, as you do. Hang on. A concession stand? Yeah, like that's, a, a tent. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, that's This that's is a solid. life I'll never know. Okay, so. By the way, then you just go across the street mm-hmm. to the Century City Mall, the Westfield. You got everything you want there. I love that mall, by the way. It's my it's favorite mall. mall. Favorite mall in LA. Um, go down the street. There's little car mines. On a little Santa Monica right there. That's Wait. the nephew of Carmine in New York. And by the way, everything there for the Decentry table. City. <laughs> Decentry City. Is this the one that has the Ely? Outdoor. Yeah, yeah, buddy. It's got the Ely. Damn. It's got the outdoor setup. They've got that little. You ever gym. gone into the Ely? Yeah, I have. What oh, the hell is, that? is What fantastic. is that place? Why, why leave? I, 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 I could literally stay there breakfast, oh, lunch, and sweet. dinner. The AMC is great, too, there. It's really massive. You better believe that. If there's an Ely in the city and I'm in the city. I go to the Italy. That thing is. This is on the, the list. It's one thing? of those things. There's one in Vegas that's a pretty nice one. Yeah. There's a couple good ones in New York. And Remember people that we- actually like grocery shop there, like this is the groceries they're getting. Like, what that's is that? Unbelievably bougie. No, when I see people buying wine there just for the week, it's like, really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just got. We just eat some pasta for the I, week. That's, what, that's I'm getting is, a slice of pizza or a sandwich, and I'm out of that's it. That's I'll sit. I'll sit and eat in Italy every once in a while. It's a nice experience. Good coffee too. Do you yeah. remember when we did the evening with, at the. Uh, at the uh, restaurant over there, I think it was your partner. Um, it wasn't my partner. It was like 2017. I know. Is this, is this with Jeannie and, Jeannie. and Luke? Uh, yeah. What was the place? What was the place called? It was a Greek restaurant, wasn't yeah. it? I can't think of the name. I can't think of it as well. But that was it brings back memories of that night mm-hmm. when you were you weren't even a thought yet to be on the radio, and now was I was already doing Lakers talk. <laughs> were you really yeah. in 2017? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not just going to come in here and step all over yeah. the host of the years. Well, Lakers has been on for like. Seven years now. Really? Over seven years, I think. Oh, that's a long time. Uh, softball coming. Yes. Okay. All-Star Friday night. So do we know how we're doing this? Because... So by the way, just as a heads up, yeah. we are potentially moving the date one week so that there could be more uh, teammate participation. Yeah, some because we realized states, yep. it was a little light, and we don't want to put on a bad show. No. No. Okay, so we, we may move the date. To Friday, July 14th at the West Covina Sports Complex. Do we know yet how we're doing this? Well, I guess this just broke out yesterday while I was on the course. Okay. Okay, trying to find out where Brooks and his uh, fiance Jenna were. I'm getting <laughs> text about, hey, it's Team Cappy's going away. It's going to be Team Slee. So I, I was... I got So through. first you take host of the year away from him. <laughs> now you take his team. Maybe that's how that goes. It should be like... It's like a bowl game Could slot. be that. If no, you get we, second in the if SEC... If we ever take it away from Mace, he'll... You, yeah. <laughs> sure I mean, literally, true. we had to arrange him to get a Super Bowl ring for everything to, to be called. <laughs> I did not know Damn, that. Damn, that's, that's a good trade-off right there. That's funny. Okay. No, we didn't arrange it. I think, but I think O'Shea knew he needed a little something to get through the summer. Or we weren't going to see Mace till September <laughs> Have we 9th. considered picking teams on site? I, I think it's got to be... What did we do last year? I don't remember. We, well, then people's feelings are going to get hurt because then they're not going to get picked. As in, I probably won't get picked and I'm going to get my feelings. No, 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 I think, no, no. Hold on. I'll go, I'll go. Let me explain this I'll once again. I'll take them early. Let me explain this once again. Yeah. From the, from the camp counselor standpoint, you don't just pick as captains. What you do is you pick and the person you picked makes the next pick. That's how you do that to so make survivor sure... survivor style. So, right. So that you make sure that you don't like... Stack it with your friends or whatever it may be. It's an idea. It's an idea. How did we do it last year? I don't remember. We just I determined. Don't, I don't remember either. We played based on that. The I don't remember I either. I, but I, I do think there is something about if Mace is one of the captains, right? So we do some type of a Okay, he takes whoever. I take whoever. Do it on air. Something along those lines yeah. to fill up the roster. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. 
And you don't do it with just two people picking because that way it does get into that favoritism thing that Emily talks about. But if I say, hey, I'm picking Taylor, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not only picking Taylor for what I think he can bring on the field. I'm picking Taylor because of who he's going to pick next as well. We should do, do it snake ah, draft stuff. It's a, I can't do I can't get up there. It's right coming now. up at noon. The it's snake a draft? snake draft. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Taylor. I don't think I can get up right there. I don't think the voice is. No, you can do it. It's a snake. I can't. Oh yeah, it's that elevator is not going to the top floor right now. No, we're all we're at like number seven. Okay, you gotta so protect it. So we you gotta, gotta protect the pipe slate. We got. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta figure out. We'll figure that out first. Yeah, because Cap and Sedano were telling me, Cap was trying to make a decision whether to play for my team or for Mason's team again. And then I said, I told him, I'm like, Cap, we lost last year. Let's run this thing back. Sure. Let's let's just let, let's go try to get a W. And then he said he was going to let me know. And then I said, I need to know by close of business Friday. So let me get C-O-B. this straight. That was our last you say C-O-B? To quote Cappy, let me get this straight. Yeah. No, but that seems – so he's the one who wants to defect as the captain? That seems untoward. By the way, I know this isn't the U.S. Open leaderboard time, but yeah. we've got breaking news. Oh. Okay. At the num- number one, number one on the leaderboard, it's been a long time since Ricky Fowler was leading a major, Jack – through Ted, of course, he started on the back. He is four under. Okay. I'm excited. This it's, been since, it's been since like 2015 that we could get excited about Ricky playing in something. R- Ricky with an IE, Woo-hoo. never to be forgotten. This, From the IE. This music, yep. by the way. You Look know what that. this music is? We didn't is? even plan that. This music is like... It's motivational. Lover in Downton Abbey era riding a horse <laughs> onto illegal lands to find somebody that they're not supposed yeah, to Yeah, a little bridge you take. That's, yeah. that's, that's where we are with When that. I picked it this morning, I was like, you know what? This makes me feel like I'm on a horse riding in to give a U.S. Open leaderboard update. I like also, it. Southern California native Max Homa is tied for sixth. I so am, we got that. I am so excited. You, The other guy, I, I couldn't find him. But on Saturday when we go to do social media, hi, Max. You know, because we I was this close. We had him on the show, remember? Yeah. yeah. We got yelled at for that, mm-hmm. but we okay. had him on the show. <laughs> from Valencia, where from the Valley. Where rank for you, Chris, in terms of athletes you like the most? Like, as yeah, you beings, sound more excited about that about than I've heard you uh, yeah, about any like other sport. You mentioned multiple names with multiple I'm, I'm a golfer. Okay. All right. That's good so you're know. excited. I get excited about Dave Roberts choking in the playoffs because <laughs> it's just what he does. Gutless. Yes. And consistent. <laughs> Uh, NFL, we kind of have to be fans of everything. Matthew I, Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know how I you're feel. A hooper. I have, you're a you're a basketball player. I have you're a very love hate thing with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the I enjoy okay. the hope and fear. Sure, it all works. So yep. when LeBron scores and breaks the record, that's an amazing night. Watching it back at the Mandy's, where you see John calling it, and then we made a, a slight edit there. The new king um, in town. It was, it was amazing. But I also like the the fear part where it all crumbles down. So you see Lonnie Walker out on the streets. Do you get excited? <laughs> no, but if I see Max Homa, I'm like, hey Max. Yeah. So what's going? What, what, very excited. What's going on? But I'm but, a golfer now. Tiger, of course, will always be number one to me. Okay. But these young Brooks, Ricky was like my second. Yeah. After Tiger, Bro- Rookie was the first one to like make me root for somebody Whose else. Whose neck at the station would you step on to get past in order everybody. to have a drink or a dinner with, let's just say, Ricky Fowler? Everybody. Is everybody no, on the list but there? Brooks. To hang out just one hour <laughs> with Brooksy and take Jenna everybody out. and the whole crew. Yeah. And like I have to put my Barstool Sports t-shirt on to be like, what's up, bro? <laughs> I'm in. That makes sense. Brooks, by the way, certainly the golfing ambassador of the handsome man community, just to be clear about that. You think so? Brooks Kepka is a great looking man. And Ask he's, any woman you know. And he's got a little pouch in front, which I like. Oh, yeah. He's not all cut up. No. He's having a good time. Not like some of these other guys. On the PGA Tour, none of these guys are cut up. That's no. not, well, he's a but They're just skinny. That's a different they're just story. skinny. Yeah, that's but it point. changed. Didn't, aren't they much better now than they were before oh, Tiger? Oh, yeah, sure. As opposed but, to the slop, but like, but the slop to, jobs that were hanging around yeah. on the courses in the 80s? Of course. Yeah. But Brooks is a, is a man. Yeah. Brooks can pick you up with one arm. Brooks can dunk a basketball on your head. Like facts. I would pay him to. Yeah. That real story, he can dunk. <laughs> yeah, he's also very like Jokic-y where he's like, yeah. I, I, golfing is what I like, but it's not right. all I do what kind I of thing, you know? Yeah. We love Brooks in this household. Okay. Um, Kendrick Perkins had a prediction that, a little interesting, on a, on a Laker front, I want to play it, and it's not, it's less to do with if this prediction is going to happen. It has more to do with... 
how many different guards we're talking about other than the guard that the Lakers actually have. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you're first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, I don't know if you guys have seen this. So, uh, it's D- Denver Nuggets parade time right now. So By the way. Yeah. Parades and like generalized parade live feeds. Okay. Some of the best sports content you can watch. Always Just fun. Peeping the people at the function. Totally. So, uh, KCP, former Laker, uh, champion twice over. Uh, so he was on the on the bus, and someone was challenging him to a chug off. Oh. Got down off the bus, chugged a beer with his Baller. fan, Love beat it. the fan in the chug off. And then smashed the a can on the ground and went back onto the wow. bus. Wow! So even gave some love to the fans, exactly. little hugs, something yeah. like that. Like it was, uh, okay. it's a nice little connection. Yeah. There. So I, I don't know if you've seen the video, Clinton. I don't know if you've seen I'm the not. video, Al. I think that Travis could definitely take KCP down. I think uh, Travis could take down see, again. Okay. most people. Okay. Now here's the thing. KCP is a different animal than let's just say Andy Kamenetsky. Only in regard of. If it ever gets to a point where Travis and KCP are in the same place doing a chug off, that's a pretty high stakes affair. Now, skill again, this is a factor. And I think AK lost a lot to this factor to Trav. AK obviously is not the beer chugger that Travis, but there was a stage element that I think made him a little bit more nervous. I don't think that's going to be a big issue with Trav, but if it's going to be an issue against anybody, it's going to be against an NBA champion basketball I almost feel like it has to be, you got to get somebody Travis's size or bigger. Yeah, it doesn't, right. Like, Like I I need... I I mean, KCP is probably comparable enough. No, no, 100%. But that's a good comp. That's like a... When I say good comp isn't like his height, this, that. You don't think KCP has any lines that could get Trav off his game? He couldn't say something to him that would throw him off early? If he dies, he dies kind of situation? You know? <laughs> yeah, he might be able to play that card. I mean, you know what I'm and, saying? I think he plays that card. Uh, I don't know. This is an older video of Clay Thompson chugging at a Dodger game when he was watching his brother Trace play. Yeah. And chugged very slowly and Travis yeah. could also beat him too. So yeah, Clay know. no Clay took thirty minutes. The ultimate him beer and, chug on that's the only thing Clay and I have in common. The, the ultimate beer chug on camera, of course. And I said this I remember Quickly. Was this at the Bucks game no. where they, some of these like linemen were no, taken no. down? No, those are those are givens. When big fat guys are chugging beers, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I remember when one Baker Mayfield was first signed by the Browns, mm-hmm. and he was at a Cleveland baseball game, and they put him on the big screen, and he looks at the screen, points at his guy, his apparent designated beer chucker, who then flipped him a beer that he popped open and chugged immediately. I was like. What a leader! Yeah, that, they're that, going to the Super Bowl. Those, those look <laughs> like, like vets. Like those I, are guys not, I could not believe it. he had a guy on hand, off camera, that he had a, the presence of mind to check down to when the close-up came to him on the big screen at a baseball game. Alas, that didn't work out, and he ended up coming here and playing, playing one of the best games of his year at of a, his career. At but a beer yesterday it took me forty-eight minutes. I love Baker Mayfield ever that. since that moment. I, ever, ever since then, I was like, this guy's awesome. So I, I promoted this, and I want to play it. I think, Taylor, you have it, right? This is um, Kendrick Perkins yesterday on NBA Today. This was a graphic, actually. Yeah, where he no, was making we don't have the sound okay. on it. We All just right. can say what he said. Host so, of the year, by the way. So <laughs> so Kendrick Perkins on NBA Today. <laughs> it just got through to him. He, I also love saying NBA Today yesterday. Sure. <laughs> Yesterday's NBA Today. Actually, I heard Sedano say it yesterday. NBA Today today, earlier today. Um <laughs> He made a prediction. I, I don't really care as much about the actual prediction that he made, but 
I think it says something about the Lakers situation with their point guard. All right. All right. So said Kendrick Person NBA today yesterday predicted that James Harden would end up with the Lakers. James Harden would. Okay. I, I, I don't even think you need to look too deep into that. I don't think we have to like sit here and say, hey, would Harden be a good fit for the Lakers? And how would that how would they make the cap work? And would Harden take a discount to come play for Lakers? I, I don't even need to get into all that. All but right. let me just throw these names at you. Okay. James Harden. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet, Kyrie Irving. Those are four point guards that have all been in some shape, way, or form associated with the Lakers, as in should the Lakers go after that person? Hey, if right. CP3 gets Rumor waived. Mill has them on and, and, the go. And I think there's a lot of Laker fans that are listening to those conversations. Hey, that's interesting. Fred Van Vliet, hey, if he's available, wow, that'd be amazing, this, that. You know the the name I'm hearing least talked about when associated with the Lakers, as far as a point guard goes. That you think should be associated with the Lakers. That is currently on the roster is D'Angelo Russell. As in, we just keep... Look at this list of point guards that comes out on a almost everyday basis, and what nobody's talking about is D'Angelo Russell. Slate. Yeah. Do we have to pull up the plus-minus from the playoffs, from the Nuggets series? Do we have to do that? No, we don't have to do that. Because here's the thing. D'Angelo Russell is a guy that, sure, he can get you to a six seed. He can get you to a seven seed. But the problem is, when you here's the issue with losing to the eventual champions, is that people want to say, oh, well, you can at least sort of write off some level of success and imply that you were good enough to hang around with the champions. Except one thing. He didn't beat them in a single game. And if you go matchup to matchup with who the current champions are, I'm sorry. Hilo doesn't make that list for me if you mm-hmm. expect to make a jump to the championship level based on what happened against, hello, the actual champions. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not on that list to me. There's too much of a known known as opposed to what was once referred to in American politics as the unknown unknowns versus the unknown knowns. He's a known known that's not a champion. I'm going to play something out for you, mm-hmm. and this could very well happen. And it, it, it doesn't have to be the Lakers' top priority, but this could just – Happened this way. Fred Van Vliet signs somewhere else. Chris Paul ends up with a different team. James Harden goes back to Houston, and Kyrie Irving is a Dallas Maverick. Right. All those can happen. And D'Angelo Russell's back on the Los Angeles Lakers. That could very easily happen. No. And I, and I, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm mentioning it is I don't – this is probably a little bit too – it's a little too uh, honest, frank, however you want to put mm-hmm. it, maybe a little too harsh – I don't see D'Lo as a winning player. That's just not... I don't look at D'Angelo Russell as a winning type of player. Somebody that, if I'm on the floor, I find ways to win. I might not I might not have a good shooting night. Maybe I'm struggling. Maybe I got too many terms. But when I'm on the floor, I find ways to win. I don't think that is associated with D'Angelo Russell. That's me personally. But the Lakers don't have control of all these other players and some of the decisions they make. They don't have control of... If they do a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell, you need another team to want D'Angelo want, Russell. Yes, exactly. So that's not under the Lakers' control. What the Lakers could very easily end up with starting next year is D'Angelo Russell. And I, I do think this. I think the Lakers, there was a lot of kind of chatter and conversation that the regular season doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, Denver ended up winning the whole thing. Oh, it mattered to them. It was a number one seed. They got to kind of kick back the last couple of weeks of the regular season uh, hell, they took out the Lakers in four, and while Miami was going seven, they got to kick back and let the Heat kind of battle the Boston Celtics. I think next year, if the Lakers, if D'Lo is your point guard, mm-hmm. which is not my first priority, but I think you got to be realistic. He could very well be the point guard for the Lakers. It's pretty high priority starting, to me. Start, starting next year. Um, if D'Lo's there with this kind of exact same team, I think they could at least do this. They don't have to fight from behind the way they had to fight from behind at the trade deadline. They could at least be a top three, four seed in the Western Conference, and that's not crazy or out of the ordinary. And they could walk into the playoffs at least with, they didn't have to shoot all their bullets before the playoffs even started. I don't think D'Lo is the long-term plan. Preferably for me, I I wish they went a different direction, but D'Lo could very well end up on the roster. I think there's another question too here, because I think you're right, like... There is a world in which you stick with what you got, with what you got, you improve, 
you gel, and thus you are a better team. Reminder, he didn't come to the team at the beginning of the season. This was a midseason acquisition yep. in a quarter of an awkward situation, thrown into the fire, and it didn't exactly work out. Presumably, culture, et cetera, an off-season familiarity, to, fami- chemistry. To get familiar. Mm-hmm. Presumably that could work and he could improve. Here's the issue for me, though. And I'm not going to say this is unaddressed, but it's still very weird. Did they draft it, this guy? And then they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then he came back. Like, is he ever going to really feel? Like, this is the franchise that truly wanted him for said development to actually occur. Do you see what I'm saying? If you say. The problem is, he hasn't been anywhere where anybody has really wanted I, I him. I get that. And that's what my point is. If that franchise does pop up, maybe that motivated winning D you've never seen just can't happen here. Because of the way that it's all gone down. And I'm not trying to take away anything from him. If LeBron and AD can say, hey, buddy, we got a shot here. Yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Run these hills with us mm-hmm. or whatever it is they do to bond. Okay. But if there's a lingering element of, y'all didn't want me anyhow. I'm only back here because the way the deal's worked out. I'm going to ball out and leave, which is reasonable in today's NBA. Well, it, I don't know that that growth of D'Lo is even capable it, of happening. If there was a year for that to happen, wasn't it this last season? I think so. Because he was on a contract yes. year. He was kind of looking for his next destination, whether it was going to be the Lakers or not. He cost himself some money in the, in, in the playoffs. I agree. And the plus minus was just bad enough where you thought to yourself, no, what, you couldn't is put he, him in. what are you doing on the floor? You wanted right. Dennis Schroeder in there. and you, A guy that was basically playing – um, getting paid the league's minimum. If D'Lo is the starting point guard <laughs> on next year's basketball team, I yep. will consider that a disappointment from the front office of the Lakers. Now, I'm not saying it's a failure. Yeah. There are gradations. Mm-hmm. There is neutral. There is, uh, you know, there is surprising. There is plus. But there is also disappointing and there's also a failure. I would consider it disappointing if he was still the starting point guard on the team with no real other option for not just the future, but even just as a I would you say know, if he's the starting point guard, then – Watch out for that trade deadline. If things are not going right, that you have them under contract oh. and you try to make some type I of move before that, the trade though. deadline. I hate that, though. The idea of keeping people just to get rid of them is the whole reason why this roster is a disaster right now to begin with. Look at your nuggets. Look at your nuggets. Roster construction is arguably the, the most problem, important the thing in the NBA D-Lo, these but days. But the problem is D'Lo's not. I think we both just made an argument that he's not the solution. But you'd rather have him on your roster than not have him I on guess, your roster. I guess, but now we're caught in this cycle of deals before anybody even gets the chance to do anything. And I just, this is what gives me such a headache about thinking about the Lakers' future. Because there's no future. building. There's no building. Mm-hmm. There seems to be no that, foundational laying. There seems to be this idea. That's how it's been since Bron's been here. Yeah, but I mean, at least they won something. My point mm-hmm. is that that's how it's been for a longer time than Bron's been here. And before the time that Bron was here, it didn't work either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just, at some point, and this is sort of a separate aside, forget about the Lakers. What I like the most about the Nuggets, the rich, creamy Nuggets, as we used to call them back in the 90s Sports Center era, they built a team, and I'm not going to say it was pure, it was more right, or anything like that, but because the judgment versus other teams isn't the point. It's about for what they plan to do themselves. They executed it. They could have given up on a Jamal Murray when he got hurt and said, oh, somebody maybe take him off our hands because we don't know if he's going to come back the way he did. When MJP was having back problems left and right, you never know what could happen. They said, no, this is our plan. We're going to stick with it. We're not going to pull a Sacramento Kings and fire Mike Malone just because we think that, you know, the color of his tie on a Tuesday doesn't work. They stuck with the plan and eventually it worked out. I wish to God. 1145. 11:45. Let's hit on that. Because yeah. I don't I don't completely agree with that. I think different teams have to take certain strategies. They took the strategy that they should take. We do that at 11:45. Uh coming up next, we got Factor Cap. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Yates in for Travis Rogers 710 ESPN. Hey guys, a little behind the scene thing. So we have essentially what is red zone, but for golf up on all the TVs. <laughs> we are quad boxing the golf. Which right is now. just kind of crazy to me because it's just like instead of, you know, a touchdown every second, it's just someone putting a little a putt in. That's I thought great. you should know. Yeah. Yesterday on Around the Horn, the buy or sell bit was dubbed factor cap. I'm fairly certain. Interesting. Wow. I'm fairly certain. I wasn't even on the show yesterday, so I don't know how this happened. I will have backstory to fill in Demain, as to how that went down. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, sounds I don't like own uh, it. litigation coming. <laughs> I mean, lawsuits out the yin yang. It's not Mandy Award winning, so I mean, <laughs> it's, it's up for everybody else what they want to do. Just saying. Just <laughs> saying. All right. So uh, last night, uh, the Nationals uh, <laughs> Nationals manager was really upset about a call in the game last night. So it was Dave Martinez. Um, 
in his post-game press conference interview thing, printed out a photo of <laughs> the final play of the game and showed it to people like, this This isn't good and all. Anyway, it's a long rant, but it was really funny and it made me laugh. But it also made me think, you don't remember the last time you printed something out that wasn't for work. Like, I don't own a printer anymore. So you don't know the last time you printed something out that wasn't for work. Uh, Al, factor cap. Uh, cap. So... This one is kind of, I guess, partially work. Um, I had some stuff. It's not necessarily here for 710, but I had stuff that I needed to print and then scan and then send it out to somebody. So they had a copy and I had sure. a copy of it. I was at Kinko's. I'm like, this place still exists? <laughs> yep, still exists. Back but you don't in, own a printer in your home. Uh, My girl uses the printer every what? once in a while. Randomly, she uses a printer. We have a printer at home. I don't use it, but she uses it every once in a while. Um, so, no, we do have a printer at home. Even on the when I was on the business side, you're using that printer all the time. You're p- printing totally, out presentations, yeah. whatever the Sure. Wow. Yates? Uh, I've forgotten a specific question, so I'm going to say You fact. don't remember the last time you printed something out that wasn't for work. That's a fact. And I'm considering, like, personal business of documents work too if i'm printing out a lease that's work okay yeah, or like you know uh, something for the dmv yeah. yeah that's work as far as i'm concerned but i do also own a printer because hello i'm a millennial and like of course is it sitting in a box in my house <laughs> absolutely <laughs> collecting dust yep have i printed three total things on it yeah <laughs> yeah but i got it map quested somewhere. I, I mean and i might have to go beat it up in a parking lot somewhere someday just to, just to let out some aggression so i own one it just gets zero run in my house taylor cap i do remember the last thing that i printed but i don't own a printer so i went to like a fedex or a ups store and something like that but it was um my insurance card yeah huh. oh yeah, wow i actually have that on my apple id nowadays so i don't need to use that but uh i remember just the yeah taylor the anxiety what if you're in an area with no wi-fi you know, you well you don't need wi-fi to access your apple wallet Oh, <laughs> anyway, point. yeah. But my, I remember the anxiety I had when I would drive with my dad somewhere and we printed off the map quest directions and it's like, I don't know, to my soccer tournament in like Richmond or whatever and I miss an exit and it's all on me and we don't know how to get back. Oof, so, anxiety. Okay. I, I mean, I could talk about this for 20 years, which is the art of personal map reading and cartography has gone through the basement in this country. Because we don't need it. No, again, it's not about the need necessarily as it's about the, I don't even know what to call it. That's why I called it an art. Like I was driving somewhere the other day and I was with the lady friend and she said, this is the turn. And I said, well, which one is it? And she said, well, t- and she said the name of the turn. I said, look at the map mm. because there's four roads here. Mm-hmm. And if you look, and I wasn't mad at her. I was just saying, hey, look at the yeah, map. Like, tell, no, no, no. I meant like this. I meant look at the map as in don't just read what it says at the top. Show me the vector beyond what <laughs> is telling you to do and what the other options are so I know. Map reading is not as easy as it looks. And so when you get into the habit of only following vectors, you don't actually know how to read a map. You're just following the AI. You know? Yeah, I'm lost. I, I liked have, me I reading maps. Apps you got to know your side I'm route. Lost. You got to know what's going on in case something goes wrong. Got to pull out a compass. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> a compass. I, I, I know where you're going. For what it's worth, I have no idea how to use a compass. Great. <laughs> it tells me north. There's still 9,000 trees in front of me and a bear that's sneaking up on me from behind. What's a compass going to do? <laughs> anyway. All right. So this is a conversation amongst my friends and I at our trivia last night. So uh, it's... We're, we we're talking about a different friend of ours that happens to be in an open relationship oh, and dear. how okay. that's working. Wow. Uh, so you would be okay with an open relationship. Let's start with Yates. At this stage of my life, no. That's just not going to work. Uh, too many people know who I am, and that just would not work well for my social circles. I don't think it's a moral thing. Yeah. I just don't feel like dealing with that with the rest of the society. That's pretty much not, what it comes not, down to. It's more just because of notoriety less because of jealousy i don't care who eats food off of other people's plates that's never been something that's bothered me i just Mm. don't want to have to argue with you about what my dish looks like in my own house gotcha all right al uh i'll go cap on this and it has much more to do with yeah that's not gonna work with your relationship (laughs) i think if you i'm assuming here and i will not be trying it anytime soon i'm assuming here that it might sound all great and dandy at some point there's going to be a time where you're saying to yourself what the hell is going on here? I, I'm going to go cap on this You're one. more of a traditionalist. Not okay with an open Let me ask you something, yeah. M. 
and I don't mean to get in this person's business, and if this is going to give it away amongst your friend groups, don't say it. But what is, is this a traditional? <laughs> yeah, no. Is this a traditional, for lack of a better term, hetero cisgendered situation between man and woman, or where are we? Because once you move outside of that rubric, <laughs> yeah. things get a little looser in terms of what's acceptable mm. to most people. If we're being honest, you know what I mean. Look at yeah. some of these places, and I'd just say churches down south. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things kind of loosen up if you yeah. get outside of the standard traditional setup. It is. <laughs> Two bisexual people, a man and a woman, but they're both bisexual. So right. it's very so you're interesting. You're already to open yeah. to a certain amount of degree of what we're doing. So anyway. this isn't that much different. Yeah. Just, I mean, not really. Kind of opening the door there. <laughs> Taylor, cap. Not for me personally. I wouldn't be okay with it. Um, I think you know, if if your partner brings that to you, then the relationship is probably already. Yeah, it's probably done. Oh, you got to yeah, play that song. Over. What's the What's the new one by the weekend? If you're creeping, I don't wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> was anyway. it weekend here? <laughs> no. He's All not. right. That guy talk about open relationships. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, so our snake draft is going to be on the best sports movies. And so yesterday I was preparing some imaging for the open to the segment, and I wanted to do some of the best like motivational speeches from uh, sports movies. And I realized okay. it's such it's so deep. And it's a deep draft because almost the best parts of all these movies are this like big motivational speech height emotional point. So mm-hmm. the best part about sports movies is the motivational speeches. Taylor Federcap. Um, I'm trying to think. My favorite sports movies. Well, I'm not going to list them yet. Yeah, obviously. Tell us. What do you have? No, don't give, <laughs> give away. Give away your whole big like board. Two of them. <laughs> uh, no, I, not not for me. Cap. Al. Uh, cap for me as well. I, look, a lot of times it's just the storyline. Whatever movie that it is that you like, but if I'm if I'm into a sports movie, it's not because um, Al Pacino is giving a speech for a football game. Oh, you you're know, not. The, oh, so, wow! Well, giving away your big board as to what okay. will not be there. What? What? Those of you who want it any given Sunday, it is up for trade. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. But that that to me was not the storyline. That's not what I enjoyed from the movie. You wanted Willie Beeman. All the other, it was all the other things that made the movie. And it doesn't have to be, that's just one example. It was less to do with the speech. Top three things about sports movies, in my opinion, that are not that. Number one is anything that has to do with looking at what people wear when they play. You know how much this matters to me in general. Uniforms or not looking at you, Benny the Jet, in Sandlot. They actually made Converse sneakers about that, which is awesome. Mm. Number two. Well, on top of that, too, it's not just what you wear, but... Oh, actually, this might be on your list. Go ahead. Number two is how people that our teammates talk to each other. That is the most interesting thing to me about sports movies is like, what is the interact? Forget the coach. What is the interaction like between the two humans um, who play? And the, the third thing that is almost more important than anything for me in sports movies is what does the actual gameplay look like? There's reasons why certain movies will never make my top list because the gameplay is just too unrealistic and stupid for me to take it seriously. I was going to mention that because Trav always talks about if you got a guy playing quarterback in a movie and can't throw the ball probably shouldn't be playing quarterback in the movie. Exactly. And that is the kind of thing where after you've been around athletes for a certain amount of time, you notice it immediately and it's bothersome. You're like, I can't watch this. These kids don't know what they're doing. So that's 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 my level of importance on sports movies. By the way, yep. the way that I'm going with my strategy for snake draft, like I said, I'm going off the dome and I'm just going to pick one of all the four major sports. Okay. Okay. Give it a little away, but it's fine. Also, only three picks, so. What? Yeah. There's yeah, four of us? There's 12 picks. It takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Oh! Yeah, because then we got... <laughs> we went Mason. four for four in the greatest draft of all time, the Bear Draft. Okay, what okay. happened? It Mason. took too long. And oh Mason and Ireland start at 112, so I mean, oh we're going to go to like 145 fine, if we each fine. get four. Fine. Okay. This all is right. through trial and error of doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, of I'm not knocking it. This is this is your baby. Em. All right. So uh, one last thing. So uh, Jack in the Box released their uh, Snoop Dogg uh, sponsored Munchy Box. So it includes a crunchy taco, a fried chicken sandwich, curly fries, and a brownie. Okay. So you have a go-to Munchy meal when you're feeling a certain way. Al, factor cap. Cap. I don't have a go-to Munchy meal. Yeah. But. That's just because it's like how I'm feeling at that moment. Like I'd yeah, rather what's in the house, I, <laughs> right? Or or where am I going to go? Um, or what's going to get delivered? So I'd rather kind of deliver not it have... to a different uh, Thai place. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would rather not have a go to simply because it's kind of just how I'm feeling. What I eat earlier, Did I eat something earlier that I don't want later on. Whatever the case is, so I don't. But that specific meal that you mentioned, Snoop's little munchies. 
It's not a bad little, not a bad little combination there from Jack in the Box. I'm with Slee on this cap. I mean, this is the fun part of life. What, where is this going to take us? That's that's the one. The wonder is half the reason by why. Why, by the way, I'm a reasonably good cook now because in high school it was like, all right, what are we mixing up today, boys? Let's get something that we can all eat. It's not going to affect anybody's dietary restrictions. We're not going to waste a bunch of money. We're going to find out what we can do here. Got pretty good at that and eventually became a cook in college, and now I still do it just, just for myself. That's how right. it works. Taylor, what about you? Um, lately, actually, so I've been going with hard shell tacos. So a, a while back we had a discussion oh. on the show about uh, Taco John's, and it just reminded me of you know hard shell tacos, and they're, you know, they're a thing. So I found I found a spot close to me, and I've been eating those. I'm a big hard shell guy. Hard shell tacos. Yeah. I have, have uh, if there's any crunchy Cheetos in my home, or essentially any cheese product in my home, <laughs> gone. it will be gone in like 60 seconds. <laughs> now, don't, okay, let's, let's, let's be real. There are certain items that are getting obliterated immediately. You know what I mean? That's just a given, but not any sort of, like, Cheese, I thought of that because of cheese crisps. I can't keep cheese crisps in my house. Cheese, it's back cheese in the day. It, Forget it. Cheetos. Yeah, done. done. Instantly. And that is, I don't even have to take the elevator to the top floor to crush those. That's just, you know, you walk in the crib, oh, there's there, out of here. All right. Um, we, we were talking about something right before we did Factor Cap. Different teams do things different ways. Yes. The way the Denver Nuggets won an NBA championship, I know you're looking at and saying, look at the blueprint. Look what they did. Look how they did it. I, I want to talk about how that. We, we cannot make what the Denver Nuggets did and how they got there associate that specifically with the Los Angeles Lakers, how they've won championships in the past. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Um, this is the Travis and Sleeper Show, 710 ESPN. All right, we got our uh, snake draft coming up here. Best sports movies of all time. Three picks for this everybody. For, this formatting change has thrown me way, way off. off. Yeah, the whole well, thing is the four have by to, four. You know, it's now a, you're going to have to pick situation. The major sports. You're going to have to take one of them out. Doing this in protest? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. I the was, whole I, thing's under protest. I was, I was, I was, I was thrown off. I want you to go back to what you were saying. You were the Denver Nuggets are in the middle of a parade right now. Correct. Win an NBA championship. Correct. A lot of people think, look, this squad's going to be around for a while here in the Western Conference. Jokic is locked up. Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, uh, KCP is locked up as well. Got a really nice team. And the way they built it is, um, I, listen, I personally believe the way they built it was how a team like the Denver Nuggets needs to build it. Not everybody gets to the same. If you go look at previous championships, how'd they get there? It's not, it's not one way that everybody does it and, hey, that's the plan for success or that's the blueprint. But... You were getting frustrated that if the Lakers re-signed D'Angelo Russell and then we decided that before the trade deadline, you know what, there's a better point guard out there, maybe more of a vet that will fit better. Mm-hmm. Bam, you changed the roster again. You were trying to make your, your, your point about the Nuggets. Roster continuity for the sake of roster continuity is not what I think is the goal here. But if you have talent evaluators in your front office – that believe in their own decisions, and you have an ownership group that believes in the ability of the talent evaluators and the coaches to develop said group, it is easier to get to a product, I think, that is a championship level than by constantly having balls in the proverbial air that you are juggling in an attempt to get to a championship level. That being said, I get it. That's not the way the Lakers do things. But this is a different NBA, and here's why that matters, Sleeves, for two reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, the league is better now. There are more human beings that are excellent at basketball than there were back when this model of let me pluck a generational star and figure the rest out later was operational. They got lucky with it because LeBron Raymond James, the biggest generational star of said generation, decided he wanted to be a part of that Lakers system. It worked. That's not really a thing like that anymore. Who even is that guy who would be available if you wanted to say, bring the next star here Mm -hmm. and we'll just roll out the balls again? It's not about the Lakers system not working for the context of what it is. It's about the rest of the league. They're not playing like that anymore. Nobody's giving you things for free. It's not going to work that way. And I wouldn't have an issue with the Lakers sticking with how they've done things for so long if it were effective. 
However, with the declining and retiring of potentially within four years, three years, LeBron James, you better be able to identify that guy and you better hope he likes L.A. And not just because you think they care about the daggone posters on the wall, but because the actual organization is committed to keeping them. Those are not the same thing. So I, I think it's tough to look at the Lakers three, four years down the road. Because to be honest with you, I don't think I can look at the Lakers a year down the road. That's the issue. But it's, it's, it's also only because... LeBron's on your team. And I think what you're talking about is it's the right long-term approach. It's really difficult to do that with Braun. When he's 38 years old, about to be 39, and even the last couple of years, they made a mistake on Russell Westbrook. They had to go change the roster at the trade deadline. Sure. You, you understand that. But that was based off of a mistake they made earlier. Right. So they had to they had to correct that mistake. The 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 roster moving forward is hypothetically. For me, we just talked about how we looked at, we both view D'Angelo Russell. Right. I don't see him as this, hey, this is a guy that I want to see on the Lakers rocking a Laker jersey for the next three, four, five years. That's my own personal opinion. Some people might disagree with that. If the Lakers had to bring D'Angelo Russell back because there really wasn't, first off, he's not a terrible option. I just don't think he's the option that's going to that's going to put you in front of the Denver Nuggets. No. Simple as that, right? I don't think he's going to be a difference maker in a series trying to get to the NBA Finals. But if you got to bring D'Lo back and then an opportunity comes when you're playing next year and a veteran point guard is available and that veteran point guard you think could be the difference of getting past the Nuggets or some of these other teams mm-hmm. in the Western Conference, I don't think that's the end of the world either. I don't either. But what I'm saying is that that hamster wheel, as other teams develop, as other teams change their strategy, as the talent pool widens, mm-hmm. that hamster wheel of, well, we got our one guy, but we got to pluck this, that, and a third. If you're not the best at talent evaluation by leaps and bounds, there's just too much homogeneity between the talent for that to be an effective manner. You know what I'm saying? The incentive for guys to want to stay with the Lakers has to be more than just money. And I don't know that they're at a point in the franchise right now where that's a thing. And that thing, to me, that's what's been lost with this franchise. There was a time when you got guys like, let's just say, our own Michael Thompson. The pride he has in wearing a Lakers jersey, that's a different thing for the modern NBA player than it was What do you think it is then. now? I, I don't know, but I think more importantly – the team needs to know what it is so that if they're looking for people that are willing to execute their mission, mm-hmm. they can find people that are still like that or sell them on something that isn't just everything, whatever it may be. It does not appear to be contiguous. And that is an issue when you're running through coaches and when you're running through players. I mean, this roster has turned over six times the past three seasons because each offseason, each trading deadline, they basically change the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That does not foster that, something that I think works in the modern Of NBA. all the arguments – people make on the Lakers that that's the most fair one that's the most fair one of you know we we just talked about KCP was downing a beer at the at the parade in Denver yeah KCP won another championship yes right and he was on the loss and Angeles guess what Lakers. he guess who he lit up on the way to it the Los Angeles Lakers mm-hmm. he was very much a factor in that series I, I, I'm okay with the they've turned the roster around too much mm-hmm but I think the last couple of times they turned it around, it's honestly because they made mistakes by yeah, turning around the roster. They were the fixing roster. mistakes. So they had to, fix, they had to fix some of those mistakes. I just don't know what the identity of this team is right now once you take LeBron James out of the equation. Because right now the identity is LeBron James in terms of the roster. You see uh, – I see. You know who I see? see? I see Chris Morales. That's who I see. We can do it now if you want. Just saying. We've, had, we've got excitement. We've got roars at LACC. What's happening over I'm there? I'm just saying. we got the quad box going. There it is. Get on your horse, Lee! We're riding across the Shire! He sits on the billboard, though. <laughs> Thank you to Pinehurst Resort. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> we got roars at the 123rd U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. First off, we've got a hole-in-one, an ace on 15. Come on, ace! Matthew Pavon mm. makes the ace. Look at that. Your gun is the, sticking into my hip. The par 3, 15. <laughs> and Ricky Fowler is still your leader. We made it a whole hour. He is minus six through 13. He started on the back, of course. He's got four birdies in a row. Ricky! But you know who's sneaking up? First of all, the California boy, Jander Shafley. He's right now number two under Ricky. He's okay. minus five through 11. But Scotty Scheffler is starting to, he's starting to pop up. 
Top five minus two. He is on. He's through 13 right now. And still to come. Don't forget, Slee. Are you excited? Oh, come on. Can you feel it, Slee? Give me more. 12.59 p.m. in about an hour. Phil will tee off with Keegan Bradley and Patrick Harrington. And then today at 1.54 p.m. I can't wait. They'll tee off on hole number one. Brooksy, Brooks Kepka, mm. Rory. They might come to blows. Although Brooks would kill them if they came to blows. I yeah, mean, don't do that. You Rory. know what I have to say to all those guys that came back from the over over there to come back on the tour. You're gutless! Really? That was a good year gutless, by the way. That might be the best year gutless we've had. Other than mine, his whole it is. I was. I really built came. that one up. That was good. I that really was good. And he was coming either. And he got Thank the body you. shake. Thank you. That's that's what that's what I learned seeing you do it live and in person. The last only time thing here. that you didn't have is your chair flying <laughs> backwards back and destroying everything in the studio. <laughs> that leader, your, your U.S. Open leaderboard update brought to you by Pinehurst Resort. At Pinehurst, it is someone's U.S. Open every day. Visit Pinehurst.com now to plan your stay. Of course, Pinehurst will host next year's U.S. Open in 2024, which will be the 124th edition. So you want to throw me that? You want that? The ball. Silly. I went back and I watched the tape, the film. Yeah. As they like to say, and I noticed how this is—you know how like when you got you see a guy with a with a baseball, he gets his power from the hips. Yep. That's oh, how you yeah, like golf. Zone. Oh, so right. Use so when I saw Morales, he gets his power from low. There's, well, a, there's, a, there's a below the table fist pump that is separate from the above the table reacts yeah. Let, that I noticed. And I, 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 I do you know when guys from. in college basketball? Now, did, the tape you watched was it was it the A shot or was it up on all twenty twos? <laughs> it was the A shot. I did not have the Y. Because the on twenty two feet that'll give you the actual thrust up. It'll give you the thrust up. <laughs> we did not have all that available to us, unfortunately. You ever seen in college basketball where guys get super excited, the crowd's going crazy, and they slap the floor and they start playing defense? They're low. Chris well, you know, starts. Yeah. Do you, want, starts. do you want to wonder why I was such a great defender? Stand up for a second. Uh-oh. This is going to get weird. All right, so Slee is standing. He's got his headphones on. Morales has cleared out a space over here. Oh, we're at, we're we're getting a bit of a three point stand here. We're, I don't really know what they're trying to position right here. Okay, he's got it. He's okay. So Slee's got the ball. Oh, hand down, man down situation. This is not legal in today's NBA, but was legal in the '90s NBA. Yes, exactly. He's got an arm up on him in the low hand. You can't get past that. Tremendous defensive work. Tremendous defensive work. We're driving towards Aaron Donald. Somebody's gonna break some headphones or maybe even a microphone. Oh, the turnaround! Oh, behind the back. He almost broke a light there. That's good defense. It though. is a final. I was That's great defense. Phrases. Yeah, that was pretty How solid. How was that? D. Did you feel that defensive pressure? My lower back. <laughs> and I might be winded, by the way. You might have also had a couple of other defenders in the wall and the table. But, you he know, for what, you, for what you had to work with, Slee, yeah, you were, you were locked up. That's why I was that a young Scottie Pippen <laughs> at Cattell High School. It's my fault I dribbled to the baseline. I'm with you. I'm a little winded, too. What happened? It's it was not good. Sweet. So there was a point in that where it was playful, and mm-hmm. then like halfway through, no, he no, was, then I was I trying to get past it. Got to it. Well, then I, I was saw, trying to get. Past I saw it. the look on his face. I was like, "Oh, this took a turn." I'm like, you, "I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna shimmy right here." When you feel the thrust coming back at you, you know he's serious. <laughs> oh man, that was great. That I need was an. Great. I need like. Do we have an oxygen tent? I don't know what we have. I don't I, know. Yeah, that's, that's that's not that's not snake draft coming up next. It's a snake draft. I can't do it. It's it's still there. You could do it then. It's you a did. Snake I don't really it's have a snake it. Really Best snake sports movies of all time. We're doing that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN.